Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. man show friend of the show my man coach Carm Sienna Saints third year as the head coach there what's up Carm how you doing brother oh boss man I'm great 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 to see you great to hear you and uh thanks for having me on again it's always a pleasure just uh catching up no doubt bro it's been three years we're doing this for three years man can you believe it already three years the head coach we've been doing this man yeah it's uh you know I I, I wish you know you got to have a maybe a body cam on me. So everyone knows the day-to-day rigors of being a head coach. And I, I would like to know how many decisions I make without even really knowing I'm making decisions. You know, I, people have no idea about that process with this, with this job. No doubt, man. I'm ask you this, man, your program, you've been learning this for three years. Tell me in your words, how has changed for you since you got there as the head man in 19, we used to have assistant coach, but 19 being the lead guy and having this COVID year is your second year. Trying to as you're trying to build a, a foundation of culture now in year three, trying to start over again here. Yeah, you know, you get in a rhythm, especially, you know, being a first-time head coach and, and we we're playing really well. And, you know, we were 10 and 10 at one point. And before that, we had a losing record in my first season, went on a little win streak, and then obviously COVID hits, and then all of last year we played through it, and you know, the second longest pause basically in the country before we started, I think, you know, early January. And then to still be able to, you know, salvage a season and manage to win a regular season title and, and break a school record for consecutive wins, you know, between the two seasons, um, you know, something we're proud of. But now, like you said, just all the foundational pieces, how you want to do everything on a day-to-day basis, you know, the culture as, as everyone wants to talk about. And, and, you know, you're fighting for that culture every day. You're doing everything right all the time, even when no one's looking and, uh, you know, you're holding the guys accountable and your staff's holding the guys accountable and the staff's holding the staff accountable. And, you know, that's how you know you have a good program and guys are invested. Uh, I think we're in a great spot. I got a great group of guys. You know, they really enjoy being around each other. Uh, you know, one of my captains, Anthony Gaines, came from Northwestern and he was a two-time captain there in the Big Ten. And he wanted the guys all to sign a contract. So, you know, he came up with something, some non-negotiables of what's expected of them every day in practice. And you know what? They give it up every day in practice and we continue to get better. So I'm just really excited for this season to start. You know, we open up the College of St. Rose, which is a Division II program here in Albany in the NE10. You know, we'll play them a week from, you know, today. So the 25th of October, 
uh, Monday night at the Times Union Center. And we're just excited to get back in there and, and play some Siena Saints basketball. And have fans too, Carmen, because, you know, being in Memphis and in Miami the past uh, couple of weeks, it felt good to be, be around fans again. I hadn't felt fans booing me or telling me, screw you, in over <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah, no, uh, you know, our fan base is passionate. That's what makes Siena so special. They expect to win every time we step on the floor, as, as do we. And uh, we get over 6,000 fans a night. So it's, uh, it's really enjoyable. I can't wait to see them all. I'm excited. My wife and daughter and my, my little boy all get to come to the game. My mom and dad, my sister, uh, her husband, so many friends and family, too. So, you know, it truly is a family affair here at Siena. No doubt, man. And some ask you, since you guys actually got to be on campus this summer and work out and build camaraderie, how was that? Because I know when I played, man, when I was in Atlanta to myself, it wasn't the same being in Tennessee State with my guys pushing me. How was it for your young men this summer, you know, in the spring as well? Yeah, you know what? I think it's uh, it was interesting. You know, so you have eight weeks in the summer. Guys are taking some summer courses. Guys are getting acclimated with learning each other and how they are as people on and off the court. And, you know, just how we do things, right, with, with, with everything, with how we take notes and how we do team meetings and team building. And uh, so it was awesome. I'm lucky, you know, here they, they let us work in the summer and, you know, guys can get ahead on their academics and take a harder course where they don't have to worry about it during the season. And, you know, for me, it was great. And then also you kind of, you know, see – probably get a snapshot of, you know, maybe what some of the hurdles may be during the season. If you can see different personalities or how guys take coaching, you know, we've done everything, you know, through the NCAA, we were able to take a personality test. So that was great. Um, and then on top of that, we did the, the, the program, which is Navy SEAL training. And then we have Greg Graber come in who works with, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and LSU and Marquette. And so, you know, we've been able to do a bunch of things to build our group. You know, we had Monday morning meetings where we always read an article together and talked about it and just, hey, basically homework. And then we also worked on our offensive and, and defensive vocabularies um, in the summertime. So we were bringing everybody up to speed on our language. So I think, you know, there's always work to be done, but the ability to get a lot done in the summer really helped us gel now. So I was able to, you know, really take our time and work on our defense too this offseason. So it's been great, man. It really has. And I think the biggest key is every year is different and you have to navigate it, you know, differently with, with what type of plan and how you're implementing things. And then also your players learning styles, right? They, they may learn differently from a year to the next. You may have different guys that, you know, want to learn one way versus another. And so that's my job to, to figure that out. You know, I'm not just trying to be a, you know, a teacher that's going to give the same lesson plan every year and not make any changes and not adapt. I mean, coaching, that's why I love it. Every day is different. Every day is, is going to be a challenge in one way or another, whether it's, you know, preparing a lesson or pre preparing how you're going to introduce a new offensive set or defensive scheme. And so for me, that's great because everything is, uh, is new and fresh and you got to be able to adapt and change and grow. No doubt. Like, Self-scouting for me on the radio is the same thing with me on the radio. Self-scouting, like, for me, is big. When I go cover the Falcons, the Hawks, the Braves, self-scouting, what I said on the interview, so I can be better next time. For me, like I said, Carm, I want to learn every day. I want to be the, the greatest elf at this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I want to learn every day how to be better, build relationships even better than I do every day. So I'm with you, man. Like, the process, I love it. I don't want to ever get, let, let this thing get stale where it gets boring. I want it to be something interesting and fun for listeners and my guests as well, brother. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, like you said, when, when you, when you do, do what you love, it's never, it's never a job, right? It's never work. It may, you know, be a lot of work, but it's enjoyable and you're passionate about it. I mean, you're never working a day in your life. Especially when I'm covering the teams I love anyway. <laughs> you know? and, and then on top of that, the teams you love when they're winning, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've suffered. You know, you know, personally, that we've suffered with the Falcons and the Hawks were bad for a little while there. The Braves were too. So, you know, it was hard, man. Yes, indeed. Now, now Carm, you have a veteran roster, man. But with some young guys in the pipeline, tell us about that roster you put together and how cool is that guys come come up to Albany and play for you and your program, knowing it's been a national brand for you for years. Sienna has. Yes. So, you know, we got three really talented freshmen, Tylen Owens from down your way, Cherokee High School down in Georgia. Um, then we got Javian McCullum from Fort Myers High School in Florida. Uh, really quick guard, can shoot it from anywhere on the floor. And then we got Jared Billups, who's just, uh, you know, a, a hybrid wing who can kind of do a little bit of everything, defensive presence, uh, phenomenal athlete, and, and just a, a guy that's always willing to learn and grow. So those are our three freshmen. Then we got, you know, a, a kind of a, a mixed batch of transfers. We got um, Mike Turtsey, who transferred from University of Rhode Island to Gannon, and they didn't have a season. And then he came, uh, he came here. So he's playing his COVID bonus year for us. Uh, Jordan Kellier came from Utah, so he's got three years left. Colby Rogers from Cal Poly, he's got three years left. Jace Johnson from Middle Tennessee State, he's got two years left. So, you know, we got a, a mix and match. And then Michael Bear from Iowa, who was, a, you know, he was a manager and he grew from 6'3 to 6'7. And now he's, you know, and then he was a walk-on at Iowa. And then he got two degrees. And now he's here working on his master's and he's on scholarship. Uh, so we'll have him for two years. So just... Just a real mixed bag of guys that all came with, uh, you know, the just kind of, I guess, inner fortitude to come and help do this thing the way we want to do it. And they realize there's a big opportunity. And also there's um, a reputation, like you said, for Sienna. And, and we expect to win. Our fans expect us to win. And that's not it's not like that everywhere. Not everywhere do you go and get 6,000, 7,000 fans a home game um, and people are going to care and say hello to you in the barbershop or say hello to you, you know, in the coffee spot or in the mall or just walking in the grocery store. I mean, it's, it's what makes Sienna basketball so special is that people care about it. And so that's, uh, you know, that's an honor and a privilege. And we got to make sure we're ready to go every night and night, night and day. I know Sienna was prominent when I was a young man growing up. I already knew about Sienna, their basketball program. It's always been something. So it's a national brand. Like, you got guys from all over, which proves the fact that, hey, Sienna is a known entity, and Auburn is a great city, the capital of New York, you know. So, hey, you can't beat that and plan for you, you know. So you're a cool guy. I'll vouch for you in a heartbeat. This Play for this man. He's a cool dude, man. And you recruit Georgia. You got Kobe Rogers and Mr. Owens from um, Covington and Canton, Georgia, right in the Atlanta area. So, hey, this, hey, we, we definitely got your back. You recruit ATL guys for sure, brother. <laughs> hey, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I look you up when I'm down that way. Hopefully, we can hit a Falcons game too. That'd be great. Most definitely, man. And let me ask you about, about um, your schedule. It's very regional. But you got some good opponents, American down in D.C., um, with Georgetown's well. You got – tell us about the skills you have. And, and with you all being good as you have, have been, how hard is it to schedule games with, with knowing you all won in, in the MAC so much guys really don't want to play you? 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we always want to play the best. We always want to get ready for MAC conference play. So, you know, I love being able to play a Big East school. My first year we played at Xavier. Uh, this year we'll play at Georgetown. Obviously, Coach Ewing does a great job. And my former coach, Lewis Orr, is there as an assistant to him, who, you know, played on the Knicks with Patrick. And, uh, you know, we open up at the, the number 23rd ranked team in the country, St. Bonaventure. So anytime that's on the schedule, you're opening up against a nationally ranked team. That's pretty special. Just for the growth of our guys, right? We want to be playing the best basketball we can in March during the conference tournament. And so we want to challenge ourselves in everything we do. And, and that starts in practice. That starts, you know, making sure we're doing the best we can in the classroom and, and doing the best we can in the community. So my non-conference schedule is the same. You know, we'll play home against Delaware, who should be a, a favorite to win the Colonial. We'll play Harvard and Yale or the Ivy, who are both going to be, you know, contending for an NCAA tournament bid there. Then we'll play, you know, tough Patriot League schools, you know, American, Bucknell, Holy Cross, and Army. So it's for me, you know, we want to challenge ourselves in all that we do and, and no better way to do that than playing a challenging non-conference slate. And then also being mindful of the guys in, in school, right? We don't want to have them miss too much class. So try to keep it as regional as possible and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll uh, just lace them up and, and, and hoop it up and see where we end at the, you know, that buzzer. Hey, I have an idea for you. I know it might be far-fetched. Maybe a Georgia Tech, Kennesaw State double, maybe, they and Josh take care of you. A Thursday, Saturday, I can show you around Friday. Hopefully, Sunday, get a Falcon game, maybe. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there to you. <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. I know Amir and I know Josh. So, it's just a matter, you know, we have so many contracts locked in for yeah. multiple years. Um, but that's the... That's the tough part, but uh, no, man, as always, a pleasure, and like I said, I'll uh, I'll keep in touch. I'll let you know when I'm swinging through. No doubt. I got one more for you, Carm. Tell me about your, your new staff members, man, and how they deal with, with your roster and your guys, man. I know we have to hire, hire new people. It's always tricky, but how was the hire find these guys to work with you and your staff and be part of your program going forward, man? Oh, it, it, it was actually a, a blessing. You know, I was able to hire my mentor, um, a guy who'd been in the NBA for almost two decades with the Utah Jazz, Bobby Castagna. Um, you know, he's originally from Brooklyn, New York. He moved out to California. He coached me when I played at New Hampshire. Um, just great. He's my defensive coordinator and, uh, you know, just a wealth of knowledge. And he helps kind of mentor my staff, too, so I don't have to, you know, worry about that as much. I uh, was able to promote uh, Greg Fahey, who's a, a tireless worker, who, you know, he worked at St. Benedict's Prep. He was a Division Three assistant. Um you know, on top of being a GA coming from Providence. And then I was able to promote Matt Miner, who was my special assistant to director of ops. I hired my special assistant, Jonathan Pickett, who's a, a local guy. And then I hired Marcus King from Tennessee Tech, um, who I've known just, you know, throughout the years. We actually, you know, became friends watching games at the Hoop Hall Invitational Martin Luther King weekend in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, and we just kept in touch ever since. And uh, I actually was thinking about hiring him when I first got the job, but I didn't think it made sense with him coming from, you know, Lee Junior College in Baytown, Texas. But then with the relationships he's built and developed and what he's learned and, you know, him having seen the, the Division One side at Tennessee Tech, too, and just the way he relates and communicates with the players at such a high level, uh, he's such a valuable asset, too. So, you know, really happy with the staff I have. Um, you know, it, it's just it's great. You know, we're. We're hungry, we're driven, we're motivated, and, and these guys come just, you know, making each day, each, each day a joy. So it's awesome. Man, Carm, man, looking forward to you, brother. Hey, I'll be cheering for you, man. You already know that, man. I would text you on Sunday during the game, of course, as, as we watch, watch and hopefully get a victory on Sunday, man. <laughs> right? No, we got we to gotta 
see if we can get these next couple W's here for the Falcons and we'll be in pretty good shape. So no doubt. Hey man, you be safe, brother. I'll talk to you real soon, man. You too, boss, man. Thanks so much, bud. See you, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.